I'm Derek. And I'm Melissa. And you're listening to Season 2 of 7 Minutes on Earth. Our time begins in 3, 2, 1. Episode 74, Who Am I? I guess I have a lot to ponder. Right. <laughs> Sorry, that's, that's a Zoolander reference. Watch Zoolander too much. Sure. Hey, listen, in this episode, I thought you and I would go back in time a little bit. Okay. Where we were formulating our sense of identity mm-hmm. and uh, trying to figure out who we were. Right. It's funny, you know, when you're a kid, you don't really think about who you are. You just kind of are. Yeah. But then in your teen years, you start to wonder who you're going to be. Middle school and high school are great for that. Yeah, they really are. Some <laughs> people, they go through it in college as well. Yeah, yeah. And it's this idea that you, you start to realize, wait a second, I have choices in front of me, but mm-hmm. I'm also wired a certain way. Right. And you're trying to figure out what you're going to do with all of that. Yeah. Um, and so I just thought maybe we'd talk about um, how we navigated that. Okay. How did you navigate your formative years of identity? Wow. Um Gosh, thinking back on it, I don't know that I really navigated it at all. <laughs> I kind of just sort of um, floated on through. Um, you know, obviously in school, there were the popular kids and then there were the not so popular kids. So I think I just tried to determine that I was going to be friends to everyone. Um, and, uh, you know, had. How do you do that though? Because people don't always, clicks don't always. You and right. I were raised in the era of school clicks. Right. Like, did sure. you think of the Breakfast Club? It was definitely there. That was definitely that was, that was like our high that schools, right? Yeah. Well, you know, I, I I think I tried not to belong to any one group, and that kind of left you available just to kind of be kind to all groups, really. Um, I don't know if that was a a actual uh, thought out choice or if it was just something that I kind of did. Um, for me, in in middle school and high school, I think I had one or two really great friends, and then everybody else was just nice acquaintances. Yeah. So I didn't yeah. confuse friends with acquaintances either. Mm-hmm. I tended to float uh, between. I, I did well in high school right. only because once I realized my sophomore year that that I did that when you stopped caring mm-hmm. as much about being liked, mm-hmm. um, that uh, that actually you were you found your voice in some right. sense. And I found that the more that I gave myself up mm-hmm. um, in life and faith, that the better I became. Now, that was the mixed with this desperation right. to be cool and uh, mixed with trying to figure out who to listen to mm-hmm. and how to dress. Mm-hmm. And, you know, at the time, uh, of course, I was in California. You were mm-hmm. in Washington State. Right, right. Your um, parents were together. Yeah. Mine were not. So yeah. maybe that had a little bit of an influence too. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. You mm-hmm. know, we're we're a part of the latchkey kids generation. For sure, um, yeah. And uh, I, I definitely didn't have as much of that maybe mm-hmm. as other uh, of my peers did. Mm-hmm. I will say that a lot of my peers, um, you know, they struggled with issues related to sexuality. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a lot of, and, and this would be heterosexual, homosexual, and bi, and kind of a lot of things in between. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of, there were a lot of people, and I just, I noticed this in them, and I also noticed it in me. Trying to figure out if um, your validation or you, you, your sense of uniqueness mm-hmm. came from that, right? And it's a it's a very weird thing to have that drive mm-hmm. your sense of validation. You know, you see this in guys who sleep around a lot, or mm-hmm. you see this in people who are just like, "I'm this," and you have to look at me and recognize mm-hmm. that this is who I am. And right. it's, it's an odd thing to to put um, that. 
to right. like this is how I'm going to be considered unique. Right, right. By who I sleep with or who I'm attracted right. to or who. And so I would watch people do that and I would just realize okay, that that looks very empty. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. as soon as they would get it, right. Uh, it was elusive. It would disappear. Well, and then the sad part is too, is even while that person is thinking they finally found something that makes them unique, um, it's really not. It's been done before. There's <laughs> there's nothing new under the sun. I yeah. mean, King Solomon kind of bemoans that a well, little bit. Well, it's like the punk rock scene, right? Congratulations, right. you're a punk rocker, just like everybody yeah, else. All the other ones. I'm yeah. so unique, just like everybody else yeah. is so unique. There is... Um, yeah, and finding it's funny because you know everybody's looking for their that that deal of belonging, right? Mm-hmm. Of I want to find my unique voice, mm-hmm. but I don't want to be isolated and alone. I still want to belong somehow. Yeah. Uh-huh. So yeah. how can I be unique, mm-hmm. but also belong? Right. This is where I think belonging to Jesus uh, really shines. Yeah. Because Jesus says, look, you belong to me. Mm-hmm. You're my child. Mm-hmm. And what that means is, if you'll listen to me, submit your life to me, be mm-hmm. in relationship with me, understand that I'm going to lead you, Yeah. then you now become freed in some ways to not care about what others think. Right. So that kind of informs an automatic state of coolness. Mm-hmm. It means you don't feel the pressure. Like even if you feel the pressure, you don't have to bend to the pressure of doing what everybody else does Mm -hmm. because in the land of the blind, the one-eyed man is king. Everybody Uh else is going, this is so cool. Uh, You know, I was, uh, I never did drugs. Mm -hmm. It was just something that I avoided. And the reason I avoided it is I just looked around me. Right. I just saw the effects. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't cool. (laughs) Well, yeah. I mean, for the the people who long to belong to the stoner group or long Mm -hmm. to belong to whatever, you know, but you know, it, You'd see people just be out of their mind or lose their mind, you know, Coke or whatever it was uh, in high schools. And you just think that's really like, that's not helping you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so my desperation to have an experience Mm -hmm. and belong and go, isn't this cool? uh, I just didn't allow it to extend to stupidity. Right. You know? And at some point, everybody has to decide, are you going to reinvent history? Mm-hmm. Like literally from scratch, I have to go experience everything, everything? yeah, all over again in spite of all these warning signs and right. all these people who've been through it. And they're like, hey, listen, good luck with that. You know, um, And we tend to romanticize that stuff mm-hmm. sometimes. We romanticize sexual experiences. We romanticize drug experiences. We romanticize certain groups and cliques. And right, right. People look back at their Bruce Springsteen saying a song about glory days. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I just think we have to be really careful of rooting our identity in that kind of thing because mm-hmm. it's fleeting. High school ends, college ends. Right, right. Um, your preferences change, things change. Um, and and hopefully you get smarter through it. And I think yeah. being connected to Jesus is just the best way to do it. It is. 